to another episode of the Hella Tired Podcast. I am your host, per usually though, Bubba McComb, a.k.a. Sad Boy Shinobi, a.k.a. The Suburban Shaman, <laughs> a.k.a. Uh, <laughs> the fucking Wizard of Willy Wonka. Um, <laughs> today, I bring you episode number 29. Very excited to bring you uh, comedian George Marakin, a.k.a. DJ Cooch, a.k.a. Swag Daddy Fantastico. <laughs> I like that, man. <laughs> Swag Daddy Fantastico, a.k.a. Chocolate Suede on <laughs> uh, on my jacket. Uh, dude, thank you so much for coming out. What Lord. is up, bro? Thanks dude, for inviting me, man. This absolutely, is cool. Dude. Absolutely, man. I'm glad I got to do this, dude. I've been running around all day, so it was kind of crazy. Yeah, this is a nice... I, I like to think that the podcast is like more of like a decompression. It should it's, be. It's not... This is never going to be aimed at anything. You see, I don't have a notebook in front of me. I yeah, got, yeah. It's, uh, it's just, a great conversation. That's what yes, it should always be. And then yes. there's just people that always are in everybody else's business, so they need to listen. And That's I know you've got some shit to talk about. Cause exactly. Because I, <laughs> I got some questions to ask just out of sheer curiosity, so Go let's jump it. right into it, man. Let's um, so you started your entertainment career, per se, as a DJ first, right? Yeah, yeah. I started when I was 16, man. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Um, 15, 16 years old, I used to help out my friend, just a backup wedding DJ, man. You know, That's like cool, he used to, though. yeah, he used to be like a backup wedding DJ, and, and I'd go in there and help him with his lights, you know, his four Radio Shack lights, whatever. Yep, yep. And, um, and yeah, I just, I really liked it, man. I started like learning how to mix. He taught me how to do all those stuff. And, just kept going and going by the time I was in high school, you know, it was like the cool thing to be sure a DJ, sure. you know what I mean? So I stuck with it. What did you start spinning first? Were you guys like mostly hip hop or did you get straight into the EDM or was no, it more cultural? No, no, no. I say um, old school, man. Old yeah, school yeah, yeah. freestyle. Miami cool. freestyle and old school, like, you know, you know, uh, Roger Troutman. Yeah, Ooh, Grandmaster yeah, Flash. Yeah. You know, R.I.P. Roger Troutman, man. Yeah, exactly. Like that that whole style I started off with and then study music. When you, if you, I got really, really into it where I would... I would try to blend a little bit of everything. I was kind of before mashups were done. I would I would kind of even start off doing that. It was yeah. pretty cool, man. It was so pretty awesome. now the mashups, like in, in 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 when you were first starting, were they more like um, how you would make make like a a, a, a mixtape on a cassette? Like yeah, you, it's blending. You, you, it's, you it's wait for actual your blending. Radio yeah, song to come on, hit record, and then you try to mix the two together. No, no, no. You wouldn't do it like that. Okay. I, I mean, I was playing with vinyl. Um, okay. Okay. I would literally, you would record your your mix on a on a cassette, and if you messed up, you know you're you, you have to fuck. There's no you there's, can't you can't bring it back. Yeah, you can't. Oh, re, you, you just have to re record it, man. If you if you were a real DJ, some DJs didn't give a rat's ass. But right, right, and they come <laughs> yeah, out man, scratchy. I mean, it was um, it, it it's you know I I believe that if any DJs that that's that's out there until today, I believe that they should always try out at least for once in their lifetime. They should try to mix with vinyl, you know, because yeah. you understand the. The art of blending and mixing and making something compose itself without right nowadays, you know, you have these computer systems that just match everything for yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, it's still it. not easy, but mm-hmm. it's it's a lot less strenuous on the process of yeah. making it sound like how you want, right? I mean, if you're doing it with just two vinyls and like a recorder, like, I mean, you have to be on top of your shit, your timing. I've seen so the coolest thing ever, um. My my dad's buddy who used to work on the fire, they both retired together this year and um, they worked on the fire department. He, I knew he was the real deal, Holyfield, when I saw like little pieces of tape on yeah, his. To know on exactly where your track is, where you're, where you're, where you're, it's called your, 
your spot, your boot, you know, that's exactly where I'm going to go right there in that vinyl where that's where I'm going to scrap. That's where the little loop is that I need. Yeah. That was so fucking cool. I was like, oh, this is methodical. And then, well, this is like, I was really young when he was doing uh, weddings, like as a DJ and stuff. And then I saw Juice, the movie Mm -hmm. Juice, like, come on, dude. Like, did that inspire you at all? Like, that movie was so cool, man. It was cool because it was more of the East Coast. That movie was more East Coast versus LA. In LA, you know, there wasn't no battling like like what is that all came from from okay from the east coast so once you saw juice i mean that's when everybody's like oh dude i want to do this i want to you know dude that was so cool you know you start here like oh shit i can do this right Right. yeah that was cool man all like the super cuts and shit yeah Yeah, exactly. i I really like it man and so um starting off as a dj were you already like a entertainer persona or did that develop an entertainer persona over I was the hyper. years? I was hyper my whole yeah. life. And, you know, um, I believe that everybody has some type of uh, – that becomes a comedian or entertainer or anything sure. like that. It's it's a, it's an attention. It's an attention thing. You need attention, right? You Bro. need to – You got to have the validity. Yeah, you know what I mean? And in some way, shape, or form, you might, be, you might be shy in some way or anything, but that's your form of release and you want that attention in some sense. Okay, you know I mean? and, so, and so you found that comfortable. Yeah, so I was, I was one of – in junior high and high school, I was, I was one of – those kids that just you know wouldn't shut the fuck up like you know like <laughs> I was that yeah. same person man. something that uh, you know I always had to have so do I remember when cell phones came out bro when cell phones came out I was the first dumbass that had one of those giant backpack cell phones with the cord on it oh, dude oh shit I didn't even have a line dude I didn't have a line I just wanted to be like a fucking the guy with, medic, the, with, yeah, with, with, with the cell phone and look like who the fuck is gonna call me I'm in the ninth grade bro you know what I mean like that. hey know. but how fucking cool were you though dude that was the shit dude you I got laid a of couple times because did. of that damn cell phone until she asked me, can I borrow your phone to make a call and call my mom? I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> they got no service, man. No, I just told her the power went out. I'm like, I, go, I didn't charge it. Yeah. Liar. Char- right. Charge it. <laughs> That's so funny, dude. Yeah. I remember, um, well, not, I don't remember that far. I mean, I'm not, I don't remember cell phones coming out, but I remember yeah, before right. like pictures were a thing, right? And yeah. Like, Dude, I was a horny little motherfucker, like, at a young age. Like, I started smoking weed when I was, like, 12, and then I lost my virginity, like, after I turned 14. Uh-huh. It was fucking, it was ridiculous. But um, we were, like, the sexting thing was, like, so fucking crazy, dude. I do a joke about that. Do I, do a really? joke about, I do a joke about, uh, you know, like, the first time I ever got a, a titty picture and the first time I ever got a vagina picture. Or just like, the verbiation shit. of, like, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm like, wet. Like, I'm like, whoa! Like that was better than any uh, porn. Like, dude, I've ever that was heard. any mad better than any sticky magazine in your straight life. Like, up, dude, dude, she so wants this. Dude, straight like, up. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then I remember too, man. This one time, this is like, this will take it. Uh, I'm sure you have. I mean, not a story like this, but I'm sure you know your uh, hormones probably force uh. you into a situation like this. So, dude, I, I literally remember dial up was like everyone had dial up still and you like really 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 had to like pause a porn video for like fucking 15 minutes for it to play like maybe a straight minute or two Mm -hmm. and i remember like the first time i ever saw porn bro i was so young and i was at my buddy's house on his on his grandma's computer dude and i saw it and i was like get the fuck out and they're like, what? And they thought I was kidding. I was like, are you serious? Fu- get the fuck out, man. <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? I was like, I'm about to fucking jack off right now, dude. I got to go. Good, He's like, all right, dude. So they left. I fucking busted on a sticky note, dude. Like, I can't make this shit up, dude. I got that's, it all over my fucking sad, fingers. Bro. And I was like, You're right. never going to get laid after this podcast comes out, oh, bro. No, just- <laughs> dude, transparency is sexy, bro. Yeah, all right. Yeah, dude, someone's going to accept me for my fault. Sorry for taking it there, man. Nah, nah, but, it's all uh, good, man. I'm like, dude, this. <laughs> There's some shit that you should take to the grave, son. No, <laughs> nah, dude. Nah, no, that's all good, man. And there's only one thing that I'll never tell anybody, and that's that. Well, other than that, you, I'm uh, good, man. Well, you know what? I didn't. Want. I didn't. I honestly, I didn't. 
I believe personally. Um, you don't become funny until you open up completely. You I, know what I mean? And that's a yeah, fact. Well, yeah. So I, well, dude, that's, that's, I thank you for even saying that. Cause I feel like I'm there. Mm-hmm. I don't, I really don't have any shame either in anything I've done. Cause it's, I've never taken anything not as an experience. There's a difference between saying something just to make an impact Right. And saying something p- to be real. And that actually right. is Speaking That's, to yeah. speak, exactly. you can hear it. You can tell when exactly. someone's just talking mm-hmm. to try and be relevant. Um, but yeah, dude, I've never been the guy that's like, ask me a question and I'm like, oh, uh, well, you know, and I just try to make up something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't fucking know, man. Like, you want to look it up together? <laughs> you want to call someone? Like, let's learn together, man. Exactly. Like, but uh, okay, so doing now how long were you uh you were full-time professional dj by the time you started doing comedy um, I, I, full-time yeah well i was starting to do nightclubs and stuff you know in, in my 18s and 20s and stuff like yeah. that. i started getting into like house music and and starting doing a couple clubs here and there sure. you know once i hit 21 i was like all right playing nothing big but then uh, my friends kind of brought me into the uh from freestyle to house music and sure. went to miami and we started doing like the underground parties and yep. and the raves and that is what got me into that style right and um <clears throat> i got times. into comedy i got into comedy in 2000 2004 okay. 2004 um i just was at the right place at the right time i was uh, by that time i had gotten hired to work with universal studios hollywood cool and i was like their dj cool i was playing for him doing like all the red carpets and premieres and stuff that's like that. that's really fun man yeah dude i got to do some really cool stuff and um, because of that, I had access to like concerts and stuff. Because sure. back then they used to have like this where Harry Potter is now. It used to be a big theater. And uh, um, I went to go see this Mexican artist. I took a date to go see her, uh, go see the artist perform. Sure. And um, by that time, I was already emceeing at Universal City Walk. I was like their MC, okay, slash DJ. You know, already, already, already some, making people laugh though. Yeah, huh? yeah. I just okay. do it. I hated it. People would be like, "Oh, where do you perform?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm gonna be at this nightclub doing this." And they're like, no, you're comedy. And I was like, I'm not a comedian. I used to get so pissed off. I'm oh, like, I'm not shit. a fucking comic. What's wrong yeah. with you? I'm a DJ, you know? Yeah, I put work into this like, shit, Like, dude, man. I'm on yeah. the turntables 24-7, you know? I was one of those <laughs> yeah, guys. Yeah, dude. And then all of a sudden, um, so I go to this concert and uh, took a date, trying to impress her, take her backstage sure. and whatnot. Oh, yeah. And as soon they, as they I walk in, right oh, hell yeah. <laughs> it's, as soon as I walk in, this chick sees me, your name, uh, Lori Super and Cindy. They work at Universal at that time. And uh, they're like, oh, thank God you're here. And I'm like, what's cracking? And they're like, um, the band that's op- that's supposed to open up for for this guy named Juan Gabriel, may rest in peace. Okay. Um, he was like Frank Sinatra for Latinos. Oh, and, uh, great uh, man. A gay Frank Sinatra for Latinos. Fuck it, dude. <laughs> and he comes up there, you know, and um, they're like, the band that's supposed to open up for him, they are not here. They are, they're stranded somewhere in Santa Monica. Um, he doesn't want to come out until exactly X amount of time. I think they gave me like about 15 minutes. He doesn't want to come out exactly at this time. Okay. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, well, the radio station already gave away everything. Uh, we have nothing to give away. We, these, as you could hear, there's people fucking yelling, 5,000 people. Right. 5,000 people at this event. It's just, rah, 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 and I'm like, what the, and then. And she goes, can you please do what you do at that city walk? Can you just hype them up and just get them in the mood or whatever? And I'm oh, like, oh, shit. Okay. You know, and she goes, just oh, do whatever. Shit. And I go, give me a shirt or something. She goes, we have nothing. Just go out there and do whatever. <laughs> and I look at my date and I'm like, you know, like same shit, different day type vibe. But oh, I was shitting bricks, dude. Like, I was fucking it's scared, it's man. It's nothing. But inside, and yeah, you're I dying. Was, dude, my legs were fucking giving out <laughs> dude, of me. Fuck, yeah. And, uh, um, 
And all of a sudden, man, they just, you know, uh, <laughs> they, they wired me. They gave me this microphone. and, and I, um, this, is, this is fucking crazy, and I dude. Fucking, I'm like literally getting ready. And they're like, you ready? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we're like about <laughs> seven minutes to begin to where he has to go. And they're, they're telling me, they're going to tell me, I'm like, they give me an in-ear, which is a little yeah. headset microphone for those people who don't know what it is. It's kind of a little, uh, like an earphone, so I know what's going on. And I come out, you know, I come out and uh, all I remember is I have his microphone and I say, what's up in Spanish? Que onda? You know, que onda? And you hear this roar. 5,000 people is not, right? It's like you could And you towards feel you it. too. Yeah. Projected right at you. You hear the light and I walk in. They got hyped because they know something's about to happen. Right. That's it. You they're know, just, they just, oh, the show's beginning, right? Sure, sure. So I go out there and I'm making it. My first joke ever, my first joke ever that just came out. I was just trying to be funny. I go, where are the men at? I go, where are the women at? I go, and where's everybody else? <laughs> oh, yeah. And all of a sudden, everybody started laughing, dude. Dude, fuck yeah. And that, I'll never forget that feeling, that first laugh, that I heard people laughing. I look down, I see this girl like, oh, my God. And she starts crying, laughing like she's like, you idiot, you know? Yeah. And I, I don't even, to today, I don't know exactly what I said for the next six, seven minutes, but... Just blackout performance. Yeah, but I, I was just saying stuff about how half of us were probably conceived to Juan Gabriel's music, you know? And, sure. You know, your parents get horny when they hear a certain song, you know? <laughs> yeah. I was just saying shit like that, dude. But um, I was so green. I was so green in performing that even um, at that time, at that time, I'll never forget this shit where, where it was... um, What was it? Uh, they tell me on the in-ear, all right, stand by the microphone, stand by the X, because it was an X where I was supposed to stand sure. and then present the microphone to Juan Gabriel. And I'm like, he, they're like, introduce him. And then they're like, okay, get ready to introduce him. And literally, I'm so green that I'm doing whatever you want to call set, whatever. I'm just sure. talking. And I go, okay. And people looked at me like, who the fuck is he talking to? <laughs> right. Not knowing I have an in-ear, dude. You know, And I'm like, okay, that's how green I am in the business, bro. <laughs> and... uh and I brought him out, man. I remember, man. I brought him out. And, and, That's legendary, and, dude. Yeah, and, and they even told me, present the microphone. Present? Well, how the fuck do you present this man a microphone? So I'm like literally standing like Excelsior <laughs> type. Like, like, here you go. You know, like that, dude. My captain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I remember um, I gave him the microphone. He gave me a kiss in the cheek. And I'm like, holy shit, I just kissed Mexico. Like, dude, fuck, dude. Right. Yeah. And I went backstage, dude. And, and they were like, dude, that was funny. That was so fun. And I and I'm like yeah and I'm and you're so euphoric that I don't even know what's going on I'm like yo that was dope <laughs> yeah but right. by that time they give me a pass now you know yeah. to go backstage as an artist you know so right right green room and shit you hear, and you hear these people <laughs> going like what was it hold on real quick oh, yeah, no, but you, you hear these people um <laughs> fuck this I got a stalker uh, <laughs> hey. um you hear these people just saying like oh my god that was so funny there's this and and me and the girl were having lunch where you know they invited us now to where all the artists eat, so or whatever great. the band eats and all that. And um, we're there, and I remember this guy from Sony comes up to me, goes, "Hey, man, because you're the comedian, right?" And I looked at him, and I go, "Sure, why not?" And in English, I go, "Sure, why not?" He goes, yeah. "He goes, dude, you were really, really funny." And I go, "Thanks, man. Thank you very much." He goes, "Are you opening up for Juan right now?" And I'm like, "Well, apparently today, you know." Yeah. And he goes, "Yo, man, that was entertaining, dude. I really like that." And he walked away, and I remember I turned around, I looked at her, at Christina, and I'm like. The girl I was with that day, and, and I go, apparently I'm a comedian today, you know? And then she goes, dude, it was fun. I, yeah. I had fun. So the next day, man, the next day I searched, I went on America Online. <laughs> AOL, dude. And I searched how to be a comedian. <laughs> 
Fuck yeah. And uh, these comedy classes came up at the Ontario Improv in, in Ontario mm-hmm. Mills, California. Um, Famous and, place now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man. And, and I, it came out that that day they were doing classes. That's I called one Destiny of my friends, Rome. Don Hefty. He's a comedian now okay. too. He's a DJ too. Still, still doing it. Both. Yeah, 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 Fuck man. Yeah, yeah man. Both. Um, Don Hefty. That's that's a famous name. Dude. Yeah, he's he's hilarious. Okay, dude. cool. I called him up and I go, "Hey, bro, I'm gonna swoop you up." I go, "We're gonna go to the improv." He goes, well, "Dude, it's at what time?" I go, "At one o'clock." There's they're doing comedy classes. He goes, well, "What? What do you want to do that? What? Why?" And I go, "Well, I figure it'll probably help us with like our 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 MC right, and all right. that stuff, you know." And he goes, "All right, fuck it, let's go." And we went and uh, took these courses with Johnny Dam, this comedian Johnny Dam, okay. Gary Cannon, the famous Gary Cannon. He he's the warmer for uh, a Conan now. Fuck he's, yeah, he's dude. my he's my comedy teacher. He taught me. Awesome. And man. Um, I took this six week course, and it was it was just I, I as soon as I did it, it was addicting, man. It was like yeah, man. It was the craziest thing ever. Like I've never been, besides music, been so attached to something like I was to comedy, man. And now, it, can you say that the the highest emotional peak you've had performing has been in comedy? Yeah, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, dude. So I, I, I've and I've done big raves and everything right, like that. I've right. done some really cool stuff. I've been at premieres. I've done some stuff that I'm like, wow, I shouldn't be here. Um, no, nah, fuck that, dude. Honestly, put in the work, bro. But honestly, I believe uh, comedy has brought me a pleasure that that you cannot. It's addicting. It is addicting when you when you're good at it, and when you're having fun, and you get to express it, and, and you you write something in your head, and then you go perform it, and it comes out perfect. Yeah. Oh God, it's just it's it's addicting. And like I, I'm I'm extremely new into this world, and dude, mm-hmm. I am fucking. Loving it. In love, dude. Yeah, I've always told everybody, comedy it, is a relationship. It's it's a, it's yeah, like a woman. Yeah. It's like you're 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 if you're you know, if you're a woman, it's like your man. It's like it's it's one of the hardest relationships you will have because you'll wake up some days when you just love it so much. You can't wait to be it and you want to hug it and you want to hold it, you can't wait to do it. Right, right. <laughs> you know, and then there's days where you just like, dude, I'm so fucking over this bitch. You know, like, <laughs> like I don't you know, this and this and that. And you get stuck and it's it's you gotta dedicate yourself to it. You gotta really, really believe in yourself and in what you're trying to express. That's dude, see you they hit this the heart string right there when you said like believe in yourself. Now like, you know, I'm I'm not dude, the people who listen to the podcast, they know my deal. Like I'm not a sob story, but this is the first time in my life that I've believed in what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I've skateboarded my whole life. I played football in high school, mm-hmm. basketball. I had a whole bunch of fun doing a whole bunch of things, like this little kendama thing. I'm good at that, mm-hmm. but it's not going to, it doesn't like bring me, it's like, oh, okay, like I'm going to put my full attention into this. But um, literally, man, just the things that I've, you know, experienced, thought of, went through, that have turned into comedy in my own mind because it's a defense mechanism essentially it's yeah. for tragedy like tragedy over time equals comedy yeah, and I've had I, plenty yeah, dude, of that. I, there's there's stories that i do um sometimes you know that things that that really happen yeah and and you could you could try to figure out it's 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 our best therapy for ourselves it's um, it's amazing man i'm so grateful john panette may rest in peace he told me i got to feature for him one time and he, he told me he goes yo man he goes um one thing you're gonna have to learn kid is comedy's no joke and i'm like huh? <laughs> right he goes comedy's no joke he goes and the day you understand that is the day that you'll start becoming a comedian and i'm like okay Right and it clicked and it, it just stuck in my head and i and i remember at one point i was like he was fucking right <laughs> it ain't no joke it's 
it's your own therapy. It's your it's your own wisdom of word. It's your own poetry. It's 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 a great great thing to have and a great talent to have when you're good at it and when you when you understand where do you want you want it to go. Sure, you know what I mean. So so it's it's awesome man. and it humbles the shit out of you. Oh, it's a reality check, and it, man, dude. It because. Well, I've, I've, I've done a pretty good job of getting my ego in check before I even got into comedy yeah, 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 on yeah. my own terms. Uh-huh. And whatever ego was left, dude, it gets bruised my sometimes. First time, my first time <laughs> I headlined the Ontario Improv, okay. I did uh, Tuesday night, and I got to headline. I did 30 minutes uh, on stage, Hell and yeah. I thought it was the shit, man. I, I packed out the place. Um, it was ticketed out back then, man. And it was like, you know, but it was packed. It was like 327 people. That's a lot of people, man. There, you know what I mean? And I'm like, okay, cool. This is awesome. This is awesome, dude. And I headlined. And I did my show. And I was like, yeah, yeah, dude. I'm like, fuck, dude. I made it, right? You know, like, that was cool. Took pictures at the end. Felt moment. Yeah, yeah, The next day, I was doing a set at a bar for a comedian <laughs> friend of mine named Chris Simpson. <laughs> And I went same there. Same set, dude. yeah. Same, yeah, award same exact set, set that I just right, fucking right, did. Right. And, um, and I show up, and it's a bar. It's your classic, you know, yeah, TV's dude. on. Nobody's paying attention. There's people playing pool. I love it. And there's a comedy show going on this corner, but they could care less that that's going on. And it was... It was the biggest reality check on myself <laughs> because you know Chris Simpson comes out there and goes you know and and and, and, I, and I, till today I talk I talk about it because it's, it's reality checks sure. to the max you know where he goes hey guys all right this guy just sold out the improv yesterday blah 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 this and this and that and and please put your hands together for your headliner and I go up there and I eat the biggest veiny dick in my <laughs> life dude it was the, every joke. <laughs> that I was fucking doing, dude. There was this stupid old lady. I'll never forget her. Oh, shit. I will never forget her. She was at the bar, smoking at the bar, and just the old lady, man, with bad just makeup. Bitter bitch, yeah, she's huh? looking at me and she's right. watching at me, looking at me with this face. And every time I do a punchline, She'd go next, and I'm like, this "Oh bitch, hell dude. no, dude!" And, and, and then oh, she'd be like, "Fuck!" And then I did another one, and I got a little chuckle, and she goes, "Meh," like that. <laughs> Literally, just go, "Meh," you know. And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, "Fucking bitch!" And in my head, I'm like, "Why can't you die? Why can't you <laughs> right. just fucking die?" It's probably dead now, you dude. Know, fuck yeah, that bitch, but, dude. But you know, <laughs> at the end of that, I I literally did. Probably eleven minutes, dude. And Chris Simpson gets back up there, and I, and, I, and he hugs <laughs> me, and he goes. He goes, hey, yeah. And then he gets back on that microphone. He tells the audience, he goes, well, he goes, goes, well, you win some and you lose some, right, guys? And they're fucking laughing. And I just want to get the fuck out of there, dude. Like, dead inside. I'm just like, dude, what the fuck was this, man? Holy shit. So, so like oh, I said, God. dude, that's that's part of comedy where you get those yeah. reality checks. I mean, yeah, man, you, you you go back, and I remember Chris Simpson after he goes, "Yo, man, I'm sorry, Cooch. You know, like <laughs> I know you're used to sitting, having a place where people sit down for and just you, forward, yeah. look at you, and they're not allowed to talk." Right. He goes, but this is actually this is a good thing for you because now you know, right? You know, hey, motherfucker, you need to entertain. You know, true. And, and to tell you the truth, actually, for about a year after that happened to me, I went and I did open mics and I did open mics at the weirdest bars. Yeah, I did it for like about a year. Cool, three times a week. Yeah. And I'd fucking go there and I'd eat a dick and I'd be like ah, and I started learning how to you know. Dude, that's go back. that's yeah, man. I I I like not doing well because now I'm like okay. 
the, the first time, so the first time wasn't even that long ago. I did my first open mic. I invited all my friends. They all came. Mm-hmm. I did really well for my friends, but you know, performing in a group in front of a group of friends is one thing. Mm-hmm. Yada yada. I did really well. The club owner invited me back the next weekend to, for a show for like a seven and a nine p.m. show, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Holy, all right, that's really cool." And immediately, I was like, "Oh, cool!" Like. I might be all right at this. Like, fuck, dude, my first time ever doing it, right? I'm just like, all right, I don't know, but we'll see. So I didn't have the concept of it's really hard to perform in front of two people, no matter what you're saying, right? Mm-hmm. So the first show had two people there, and I didn't get a single laugh in the whole seven minutes. <laughs> and that fucking fu- it fucked me up so bad. And then we smoked a blunt in the parking lot, uh-huh. came back for the nine o'clock show. I'm like, oh, dude, this is going to be sick. Like, people are going to come late. The late show always, it's always like that. Two people, but two different people. And I opened with like an ass eating joke. Mm-hmm. And I lost him immediately, well, of dude. Of course, man. <laughs> and I didn't, I, didn't do, I didn't do comedy at all on any level for an entire year. Mm-hmm. And then what push me right back into it is like i am very um motivated by like aggressive like motivation like internal like why you being a bitch kind of you know motivation but i got like super depressed dude i'm like how the fuck am i gonna get myself out of this shit Mm -hmm. and so i started the podcast again and Mm -hmm. i started doing open mics and i was like fuck it dude this is amazing bro dude i mean i love it like i told you it's uh it's a relationship and there's times where i've wanted to walk away yeah. There's times where I was like, okay, cool. You see somebody succeed. You know, you go through. I'm at 16 years as a comedian now. Fucking vet. I'm, um, I started off at Ontario, at the Ontario Improv in 2004. Right. I went up on the Ontario Improv wall, I believe, in 2014. Put in work, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and they surprised me that day when I was like. Oh, that's beautiful. You know, a my, surprise. Yeah. They, I did my <sighs> show. I was performing there the whole weekend. And uh, um, and Josh, who when I met him, Josh Yepes, who when I met him, he was a waiter, was okay. just a waiter there. He by that time now became a GM, you know, and now he's working one of the big dogs at, at very Levity. cool. And um, I remember that day, and I'll never forget, you know, because I the way that I did it was like I remember when I went with Hefty, and I and I and I told Hefty when we we're leaving that class, I go. I'm going to do really good here one day. Watch. I'm going to fucking do that. Fuck and we yeah. we left the improv, and we're leaving the improv, and I turn around, and I look at the marquee, and I go, my name's going to be on that marquee one day. It's a manifestation, I bro. I go, that's going to be on marquee. Boom. Four years later, my name is on the marquee. Four, four or five years later, my name is on a Tuesday, but it's on the marquee. And you earn that shit. Yeah. And then here we go. After that happened on the marquee, I turned around with Hefty. We did that show that night, and, and I remember I go, and I'm walking down the hallway, and I go, I'm not going to stop until my picture's on this wall. And years later, obviously, right. years later, boom, it happens. You know what I mean? So it's kind of that you set your goal and work on it, work on it, work on it. You know, and, and, as, and as long as you're true with comedy and you're true with yourself more than anything, you, you, you'll you find your audience. There's enough people in this world that are oh, going to like you. There's going to be people. Sure. You're going to do shows where I could do a show, bro, and you'll be on the same show. And there's going to be four or five people that like you more than they like me. Your job is to find that's how it goes sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. And and you learn, like, my character, who I play on stage, it is me, but it's that. It's that inside me that we have to hold back. You know sure, what I mean? the normal world can't. Be yeah, exposed you know, to that on I can't have basis. that type of energy. I can't have <laughs> right. that twenty four seven because I'll fucking go bananas. Right, I mean? but 
but it's 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 kind of awesome, dude. And and I I wouldn't change my life for anything. At That's all. great to not hear, right man. Now. Not, not right now. A lot of people can't say that. Yeah, honestly. And so, um, backpacking on your comedy venture, as you say you could fly out to Miami um, in a couple of days. Um, but then tomorrow, I, I see. Tomorrow oh, tomorrow. Night. Okay. Tomorrow night I think so then I see that you're doing a string of cruises. Yeah. Now, are you doing that as a DJ and a comedian, as or a comedian. strictly comedian? comedian? That's so fucking cool, dude. Yeah, I'm doing uh, right now. I'm doing Carnival Cruise. Carnival uh, Cruise. Carnival okay. Cruise lines. I'm gonna start doing Norwegian Cruise Line too. Very cool. Uh, but I'm doing these uh, five shows, and it's like four or five hundred people. Yeah. So if people. you don't mind, we've never had this discussion on the podcast. How does that? What does like the itinerary look like for a comedian on a cruise line? It all depends. What it, like you'll go on a cruise ship. Oh, and, party um, foul, dude. It's my bad. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you'll, you'll, um, you'll go on a cruise ship, and there'll be I'll have five shows. Okay. And they'll be like, okay, literally, I'll land, get on the ship. And be like, okay, you have an 11 o'clock show tonight. Okay. You have two shows tomorrow. You have two more shows tomorrow. You know, the day after that. Okay. Okay. And that's how it works. You know, and So it's like a weekend in a city, but on a boat. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's fucking have, cool, dude. You have, you know, there's a couple thousand people on these ships and sure. they will see you. And if they like you, they come see you. One thing I learned immediately is like, I don't like repeating my shows. I have five shows completely different. Okay. I see five different sets. Five different sets. Cool. Because... I have two clean ones, three adult ones, cool. because I want these people. My mentality, the reason why I'm doing the cruise ships is because right now I'm trying to, I'm trying to put my brand out there. Yeah. So, so the best thing for me is to do those things in my eyes to do those. That way, when I come back, there's people here tonight at the show here at the comedy club that saw me on a cruise ship. That's fucking beautiful, dude. Yeah. I I, I got a couple of memos on my on my emails like, oh, can't wait to see you in Arizona. We got tickets to go see you. We that's saw so you. That's so awesome, man. So it's kind of that's yeah. That's what you do. You're spreading yourself out. Yeah, and that's a good idea to do five different sets because maybe someone likes you so much they'll come back they'll for come the next back. day they'll and come, then they're like, yeah, oh, and, it's and the that same shit. To like, me all the time. Sure. Okay. And I did that when I started. It was just completely three sets. And you you got to figure it out, out, man. And then I was like, uh, no, people came back. I'm like, no, that's not, you know, I only yeah, got man. one chance to show show myself. Because yeah, if a cruise has 2,000 people on it mm-hmm. and there's only so many activities to do on a cruise, yeah. fucking go see the comedian. And that's and the that, that's comedy. like essentially doing a 2,000 person show. Exactly. And, you know, uh, just by statistical, mm-hmm. you know, optimism, it's exactly. going to be a good group of them that are going to enjoy you. And just like you said, man, and they're going to follow you. This is the thing that I'm doing right now where I'll be on a cruise ship. And then I'll come back. I'll do a club like this, you know, right. like like tonight. Do four shows on the weekend, and then go back, do another cruise, and then come back, go do another comedy. Show. You know, dude, that's fucking that's, awesome, man. It, I'm doing what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah, like, you're you working. Know? Yeah, that's fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. Now, are you at all intertwining DJ sets in this? Are you just not no more? Are you doing I actually, get, okay. I, before I was doing like I I do a set after my shows sometimes if they're the okay. comedy if they're the nightclub but to me personally is like this is another journey cool man um I'm getting older in my eyes and and I know that you know music's always gonna be there and it changes but um I like I I kind of want to Dr Dre that out you know where I have sure. DJs behind me that I could send them out doing their thing and let me just be me I'm yeah. happy doing this right now I'm happy yeah. I'm happy making other people happy. That's great, yeah, man. You know, that's and and you'll always have. I mean, be, do, being like uh, musically involved has got has got to be like riding a bike. I'm sure in five years, if you haven't touched a turntable, you can oh, set up your shit and you'd be, be good I'm to go. I'm not gonna lie, and I'll be very honest. There'll be times that I haven't spun in over two months, three months that I haven't touched the turntable. That's okay. And I'll get back because I get all the music before anybody else. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. And um, I'll just listen to them. Listening to them one time. 
I already know the BPMs. I know in my yeah, head, I already been, know what's going to go with what. Yeah, yeah. And I literally will mix a whole set. You know, I'm not saying, oh my God, I'm the shit, but it's like. You know what you're doing, man. I've been that, that I'm, I'm that seasoned in that part where I love, and people will be like, dude, your set was the shit. And I'm like, I just heard it today. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. so, so it's kind of like. So that, but that's a good feeling knowing. Knowing and, that you have And, that. you know, um, again, it, I'm sure that there's, you've got plenty of sources of potential incomes that you can reach out to, but mm-hmm. dude, being a fucking DJ with 16 years experience, active experience, not including mm-hmm. the times that you just spun for fun. Dude, you always have a fallback, man. That's gotta feel. Well, yeah, you, that's gotta you, let yourself even be more of yourself. DJ, knowing DJing took me, DJing took me to the back end to like not just providing the the DJ, but also doing the the sound, the lighting, the production. Sure. So I got involved, and that's how I got involved now with Universal. And Very good things. path, not, man. Not just Universal, but other companies. You know, Very Universal cool path. Kind of stuff. And that dude, that the fucking first time doing comedy, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the cool story, dude. Thanks, that, man. It's like a, a true story, man. True yeah. Oh story. no, I wouldn't do. I'm not. I'm not fucking mm-hmm. fact checking you on anything. But no. I'm just saying that's the coolest shit ever, dude. Yeah, man. You don't. You know what? Before, <clears throat> um, before you just worry about being famous. You know, be it as a DJ, as a band member, as a singer, or whatever. You know, as a comedian, actor. You just want to be famous, and that's that's a fact. And whoever doesn't say that, they're both full of shit. Sure. One point at one point in your career, once you realize that this is what you love to do, whatever you do, you your whole goal in my mentality should be to just be successful. Don't worry about being famous. Don't worry right. about being the guy that everybody knows. Worry about just being okay and being able to survive on what you love to do, right? And not and not having to fucking showcases all the time. Yeah, and to, yeah, not only having to showcase, but not letting external people and energy I, like, affect I, your I, main goals, man. I That's, hang out with when I'm very privileged. I hang out with some really cool people, man, and um, and they're way more richer than I am. You know what I mean? Sure. But they treat me the same exact, like the same, like they treat themselves, and 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 the reason why because they're real, they know what that, they got, dude. Again, it's uh, easy to tell, man, yeah. who's really not themselves or who's afraid to be themselves, um, in pursuit of like a certain image. And yeah. um, I've really, really, I mean, we talked about this a little bit on the last episode, but I really like shed all sense of like shame and who I'm wanting to be and who I've become because like I. I've consciously become the person I am now. Mm-hmm. Like <clears throat> we all have faults. I have things that I still can't control hundred percent that I'm actively working on 24 seven. But, uh, that in itself, man, like that's success to me before a financial success, because I'm, I'm like as consistently broke as I've ever been in my entire life, but I'm also oddly and truthfully happier than I've ever been. Period. I- I when I decided to be a full time comedian, um, I had a regular nine to five. Mm-hmm. I was an RV service manager. Okay, and um, I was making really good money, probably about a hundred thousand a year. Fuck. And uh, um, twenty twenty two twenty four. Okay. Um, I was that age, and I, when I started doing the the, the comedy. DJing was paying bills, but it wasn't paying my bills. My bills, you know, right. DJing was giving me those extra three hundred dollars a month. Sure, extra five hundred dollars at that particular time. Um, then Universal, kind of, okay, cool. I made a little bit more money, but at one point, once I got so addicted to comedy, I I think it was two three years in, I literally did the half baked thing where I was like, 
I fucking hate being here. I hate being at my job. I hate walking up and t- helping these people, knowing that I have something else going on. Dude, you and are speaking to my exactly. fucking spirit and, right and now. And I literally, I literally that day, dude, was just like, hold on, real quick. Yeah. Um, you got fifteen more minutes. All right, cool. cool. Oh, this, uh, perfect timing, bro. Yeah. Um. All right. Um. Sorry about that, guys. Is because uh, no, um, you're good, we're man. actually we're actually recording this podcast right before I go on stage right now. Just heads up. Yeah, right? man. <laughs> so, yeah, and hopefully this has you know been right, been great. good great, before man. I, I like said. Friend, you know. Um. But Perfect. yeah, let's do take a couple more minutes real quick. Mm-hmm. Finish this fucking story. But like real I said, quick. like I said, I I that day at my job, um, I it was just one of the worst days ever. And so and at that time, I had just opened up for um. A good friend of mine, Angela Johnson. Oh, hilarious. Know, hilarious. Yeah. And at that time, she, I she was doing weekends and I was featuring for her, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I went through that whole journey with the whole Quickie thing. I, w- I was with her during that time. Okay. And uh, some people had gone to Ontario Improv that weekend and um, they were in their RV and they got their RV service like during the week. Okay. So this is the week after. And then I'm sitting in the car. I'm, in, I'm writing up any, any RV that's over excess amount of money. Um, the host did a bit. Um, many people don't clap. Single people are happy. All right, cool. That's all. <laughs> Tight. All right. He's um, got your back. Yeah, he's my features. Hell yeah. Fun. So, um, oh, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> so, so basically, um, some lady recognized me in the RV while I, be- I was writing up the RV, and she goes, "Oh my god, you look like this comedian." Um, that we just saw with uh, Angela Johnson, and I and I turn around and I'm like, oh really? She goes, yeah, that guy was so entertaining. He was so funny, and I was like, oh cool. And I I was so embarrassed. I didn't want to say that was me. Right, right. You know what I mean? So I go, oh cool, cool, cool. And she goes, you look just like him. And I'm like, <laughs> oh cool. I walk in and I tell my best friend from high school. He used to work at the same place. And I go, dude, this lady just recognized me. She, she well, she didn't recognize. She think, you know, and she goes, oh, that's fucking cool, you know. Right. And then uh, that day, I was getting yelled at by the boss, by my boss, and mm-hmm. by the owner of the company. Some, some, I don't even remember. It was just a bad, bad day. Sure. And literally, dude, I'm like in my office, and my best friend walks in, and I'm in, and he goes, "What's wrong?" And I go, oh, well, Pomperudi just hit me up, and he starts yelling at me, blah 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 blah. And he goes, "Bro," he goes, "You're so fucking unhappy here." He goes, you have a talent. You have something that you can follow. And I, and I even told him, I go, dude, I have X amount of money in my bank account. I know I could just take a year off and fucking try it out and just right, go for it. Right, And he goes, dude, you could do this. Just fucking do it. Just do it, man. And I was like, oh, but you know, oh, mm-hmm. two hours later. Once again, I get yelled at, da, 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 and I fucking just snapped at him. Dude. Oops. And I go, you know what? Fuck you, you piece of shit Persian <laughs> motherfucker. Go fuck you. You're not a- I literally went off on, on the phone and I walked down to my office and I look at everybody and go, fuck you, fuck you. And you did cool. a real da, 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 da. Yeah, Literally, yeah, dude. I yeah. fucking shredded a bunch of papers and I fucking That's took so off. tight, dude. And what I, a fucking G move. And I just bounced. I took off, man. I got in my car and I took off. And I, I remember, man, I was like, I'm going to start doing comedy. I'm just going to dedicate to, to comedy and DJing. You, you know? got to now because um, you fucked up your nine to five paycheck now. Within a year, bro. <laughs> no lie. Within a year, I bankrupt. I BK. I lost my house. I lost my car. Reason why? Because I went from having X amount of money to making $20 a set mm-hmm. to making $5 to getting two drinks. Sure. And um, at that time, unfortunately, you know, I had some family members that passed away. And guess what? Guess who had to pay for it? So... But but here I am years later that I didn't stop that. I went through all that push. Push through it, man. I went through it. And here I am now 
dude, this is all I do. This is fucking. I mean, you're living your best life. Yeah, right and, now. And okay, I thank God you say every day that I got that. I thank God every day that I got that, man. There's but no- and again, I mean, yeah, dude, for sure. I mean, the powers that be, like, I don't know. Again, like, I don't know what the hell is out there in my mind, but something helps me sometimes, no, right? Somebody's you can, watching over there's you. There's some man. kind of believe, divine intervention, whatever yeah, you believe you, in. You got to believe in in a higher source, and I do believe in yeah. it because somebody gave you that gift of being able to translate and, and be funny. Somebody gave you the gift to. But to you harnessed it, and yeah. you fucking said, "Dude, fuck this well, comfy me, life." In man. my eyes, in my eyes, God said, "Look, I'm giving you this." Yeah. What are you gonna do with it? That's it. That's heavy, man. That's that's pretty much it. And I was like, okay, God, let and, me let me handle it. I might yeah. fuck up, but you know what? I'm gonna try. Yeah, you know what I mean? so, and that's how you do it. That's man. beautiful, man, dude. That's 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 a very very interesting story. Um, go ahead and plug up. Uh, I know we gotta get get you going. Um, I'm definitely gonna catch your set right now. I'm pack up. I gotta pack that up in like no two minutes, man. Um, please let us know where we can find all of your information, well, right, dude. Uh, right now it's um right now you can find me at DJ Cooch. Every single handle is at DJ Cooch. Bam. DJ C O O C H. My Instagram, my Facebook, all that stuff. We're changing handles right now because I'm going now. Yep. By my mm-hmm. name because unfortunately you know you just you wanna you wanna go up in the ranks, so. dude. No, unfortunately about sure. that, man. You're you're you know what you want to do. Mm-hmm. You made the decision. Your full persona is going to switch up to comedian. Every, all of your followers will love you for it. They're still no going to support man. you, man. No and if they don't, because you're not a DJ, fuck them, dude. They were never, <laughs> you're never going to be real fans anyway. <laughs> but again, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Bob, uh, it's been fun, man. Yeah, dude, awesome. absolute pleasure. Um, I'm going to go ahead and sign off. If you need to go right now, yes, go sir. ahead. Brother, I'll see you in about three minutes. Peace. Um, shout out to Kova Coffee for sponsoring the podcast as usual. Kova5 at KovaCoffee.com for $5 off your order. Um, just make sure you leave a good review. Later, people. Tell your friends yep dude wish george a good luck uh he doesn't need it by now because it's been out um for a while but i can't wait to see his set right now george is a fucking great guy dude emulating very very positive energy you know how energy oriented we are in this motherfucker so i appreciate him for coming uh definitely sharing that with us um so yeah again shout out kova coffee um again next week we have a big announcement for a new sponsor a local band uh and you do know who they are New sponsor of the podcast coming up for that ass. Uh, thank you so much. Again, this has been episode number 29 of the Hella Par- Tired Podcast. <clears throat> I love you guys. And sorry that I sound like a raspy little horse boy, dude. Love y'all.